right, guys. I've got Reagan and Noel up here <clears throat> trying to tell me that it needs to be a little bit longer. They want break to be five more minutes. I said, I think I'm done. I'm ready to go. You guys ready to go? Yeah. Amen. Although I know Liz normally does announcements, she'll be happy to note that Reagan estimated her age as 33 years old. So, babe, if you're watching, that's a blessing. <laughs> that's a blessing. Reagan, we love you. Thank you for saying that. <clears throat> Liz is very happy with that. Well, I've got uh, just a couple announcements this morning I want to share with you. One, I uh, just invite you guys all out to Wednesday night. Wednesday night, we have you know, a time of prayer and worship uh, here in the sanctuary from 6, <clears throat> 6.30 to 7.30. I would just encourage you guys to come out to that. It's a great time to just be in his presence. Um, and it's every week, so, I mean, if you miss it, that's fine. But just whenever you can make it out would be good. Uh, the second announcement that I have is the extra Mother's Day cards. Uh, if you remember, we gave out Mother's Day cards two weeks ago, uh, scripture cards uh, that you could place on your refrigerator or somewhere else. Uh, there is actually the slide is misleading, because we, some of us didn't feel so well this week, the more are not available in the back this week. But more will be available in the back next week, okay? So if you came just for those cards, you're going to have to come back again next week to get those cards, okay? <clears throat> so we will have those in the back uh, next week. Uh, so here, the next announcement I have, I think, is this is important uh, that I want to share with you guys so we've been leading the church for really a little more than two and a half years, and the Lord has been pressing on us to take a time of rest. He's been telling us over and over to take a time of rest, a sabbatical of sorts for a couple weeks, and of course, you know how life is. You always say, well, that's not possible. But how many know with, with God all things are possible? Amen? With God all things are possible. And he has just been speaking to us about doing this, and I'm just like, well, I don't know when, I don't know when. Well, Liz went to a One Focus Network women's conference two weeks ago. One Focus Network is, uh, just to explain that to you, is kind of the apostolic oversight network of our church. It's a, it's a network of churches that we belong to, and with, over the course of, of the summer, we're actually going to have somebody come in from One Focus Network, who was our pastor growing up, Liz and I from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and he's going to come in and share more about what One Focus is, so I just want to keep making sure I put that out in front of you guys. But when she was at the conference, she came back and said, we need to make this thing happen. We need to make this time of rest a reality. And I started saying, well, I just don't know. I mean, what about June? And so we started working through some of these different things in June and what could possibly be and I really felt in my heart that our church needed to have what I'd call a shot of faith, right? There's a lot of things going around talking about shots, okay? A lot of different things. We're not going there this morning. But I really felt like there was a shot of faith that we needed. And I really felt like we should be teaching on faith in the month of June. Well, as I was praying, the Lord really brought to our remembrance Jeremy and Jocelyn Gall. And I said, man... They are, you know, they're faith teachers. They would be amazing. I'm going to reach out to them and see if they have any weeks available in June because Liz and I, our intent is to literally not be here in the month of June. 
Like, we're just not going to be here in the month of June. And guess what? Everyone's going to survive. And everyone's going to be okay. And I was, so I reached out to Jeremy and Joshua. was just like, look, can we have dinner? I just want to share something that's been on our heart. And so we met with them for dinner on Tuesday nights. And I'll tell you what. I believe they said within, they've been in ministry for 18 years. I don't believe they've ever had a month that was just about to start in which they had every Sunday open. And they were, they're, they're like, all right, I'm trusting God. Lord, there is a reason why we are not booked at all in June. And they didn't know what it was. And on Tuesday night at dinner, we told them the reason why their month in June was free because they are going to be here and they're going to be teaching every Sunday for the month of June on faith. And so we're calling this month a time of faith and refreshing. The Lord has been speaking to Jeremy about teaching on faith. So we're just so excited. And can I tell you what? They're not guest speakers. Sometimes they come and they're guest speakers. They are coming as part of our family in the month of June. They are coming to minister as part of our family. This is, they are going to just be part of us for the month of June. So it's not going to be a special speaker series. It's just Jeremy and Jocelyn Gall preaching and teaching on faith in the month of June. Amen? And so the Lord has just been orchestrating. I know there's some things that Liz and I still have to orchestrate to truly take uh, the month of June off, and we believe that the Lord is going to work those things out, because he works all things together for good, and we're excited that we're going to take two weeks of rest, two weeks of rest. The Lord has just, I know my dad had passed away recently. We've had a lot, I mean, how many know there's a lot of things going on? Just life in general, Yeah. And it's two weeks of rest, and then we're going to take two weeks of just seeking God's vision for our church. We're just going to set aside a time away just to really focus on God's vision for the church. And I'm expecting coming back to miracles that have happened in the month of June. I'm expecting for everyone's faith to be growing and more seeing the move of God in even a greater measure. Amen? I believe that can happen. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, as... So to be not, we'll be here next Sunday, but then the Sunday following that uh, will be our first week uh, on that, what we call a sabbatical. So God is good. He is faithful. He's making a way. We've got a great team. I mean, you see what happened already today, right? Andy's got a word. Lynn has a word. Paul has a word. Jeremy will be preaching, right? You don't want to miss a month of June. I'm not. I don't want to miss a month of June. I'll be watching. I'll be watching on Facebook. I'll be watching you guys, okay? It's going to be a great time. So let me just say a scripture uh, over the tithes and offerings and just uh, pray over those. Proverbs 3, nine says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all of your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. He's just asking us to honor him with our finances, to trust in him for those finances. So let's do that this morning. Heavenly Father, we just... We trust in you. Father, we trust in you for our finances. We honor you, Lord, by giving back just a fraction of what you have given us. Lord, we know that it's all yours. And so, Father, we give you all the honor and the praise and the glory as you are multiplying our finances. You are paying off debts. You are aligning the right jobs. Father, we thank you that every bill is paid in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, I just also ask for this message here today regarding Pentecost, Lord, that you would just move with greater power in our lives. In your precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Okay, thanks, Chet.
Okay. I probably shouldn't share this story. <clears throat> uh, I was just in the restroom. Any story that starts with, I was just in the restroom. Everyone, oh, what's he going to say? No, no, no. It was all good. We, I just was in the restroom. There was like four or five guys in there. We're like praising God. We're talking to each other. We're quoting scriptures over each other. I was like, man, my throat has like been itchy and scratchy. And I had, where's Steve? Where's he at? He started laying hands on me. He said, you are going to preach in the name of Jesus. You are healed by the Holy Spirit. I came back in here and we're like, you know what? Your wife is healed in Jesus' name. She's going to be better by the time you get home. I'm like, man. This was like the greatest break in between, you know, during service ever. This was awesome. So this morning, open up your Bibles to the book of Acts. We're going to jump around in three places in the book of Acts this morning. It would be Acts chapter 8, 2, and 4. 2, 4, 8. I know I like math, but there's no reason why those numbers are like that. There's some things I just want to share. And so this morning, today is Pentecost Sunday, where we celebrate and remember the coming of the Holy Spirit. The coming of the Holy Spirit. A couple weeks ago, before Mark and Victoria Bowling were here last week, a couple weeks ago, the Lord told me to preach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit the week after Mark and Victoria were going to be here. And then as I was thinking about it, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm totally going to miss Pentecost Sunday because I thought it was last week and I didn't even realize it. And when I looked at my calendar, the Lord was just like, no, 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 you didn't miss anything. You're hearing from me correctly. You are going to preach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost Sunday. I said, okay, hallelujah. This is what I'm going to go do. So here's what we're going to do this morning. And we've been doing a series called What Hinders You? What Hinders You? And starting chap, uh, Acts chapter 8, starting in verse 35, we've been referencing this story as our kind of the key portion of this series. It says, Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning at this scripture, he preached Jesus to him. This is the Ethiopian that was in the, uh, in the carriage as he was coming by. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. If you believe with all your heart, you may. And so the first week we talked about the hindrance of doubt and unbelief. And we talked about different strategies, way to build your faith and to get kind of begin to overcome that hindrance of doubt and unbelief. Week two, we did self-pity, and these are all online. You can go back and look at those. The hindrance of self-pity, okay? I mean, I think I was preaching to myself. Sometimes we all get into a little bit of self-pity, and we just have to be reminded of God's goodness and faithfulness and remembering what he has done for us. And then hindrance three, which was two weeks ago on Mother's Day, was self-doubt, and it was just our, our intention was to encourage all of you, especially moms, that you are enough. God created you to be enough. He has given you all the tools and the skill sets you need. And we don't have to look to the left or to the right to see what someone else is doing. But God has created us perfectly for our family. And so it was self-doubt. Hindrance number four this morning 
Hindrance number four this morning is a lack of power. What hinders us in our walk with the Lord? What hinders us in our effectiveness in day-to-day living can sometimes be a lack of power. Turn with me to Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. Forgot I was going to Acts chapter 1. You've got to remember now the beginning of Acts is after the Gospels. And if you remember in the Gospels, Jesus says what? It is good that I go so that the Holy Spirit can come. He says, it's good that I go, and his disciples are there, and the apostles are just like, are you kidding me? Like, we have Jesus in the flesh. I don't want you to go, right? How many would be that way? I'd be like, look, I got Jesus right here. He's with me. I don't want him to go. But Jesus says, it's good that I go, so what? So the Holy Spirit can come, which means it's better now for us in this day than it was when they were walking with Jesus, because he was like, it's better that I go which means it had to be not as good when Jesus was walking on the earth with them. So think about that for a minute. It's actually better that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, and we know he's going to come back at some point in time for his church. But it says that it's good that he goes so that we can, what? Have the Holy Spirit, the edifier, the comforter, and all of the gifts that the Spirit is able to do. But look at this in Acts chapter 1. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Verse 5, Acts chapter 1, verse 5. For John truly baptized with water, but you, those who are going to be here after Jesus ascends heaven, you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? So is is this going to be it? Is this the restoration? Is this his return? No, he says this to them. Verse 7. It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power. Come on, church. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So what this is saying here, the Holy Spirit, when we are baptized with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes upon us, there is a power that now resides in us and can operate through us because of the Holy Spirit. That wasn't there before, but now we have an opportunity to not let the lack of power be a hindrance in our life. And how many of you know we all need a little more power in our life? Holy smokes. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Not in you, upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me. So what does this power able you to do? That you can be a witness for him in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to all the ends of the earth. There is a power endued upon us by the Holy Spirit. 
so that we can operate in power in our lives. Okay, Acts chapter 2. Starting in verse 1. So when Jesus uh, defeated the grave, he was with his disciples. They said for like 40 days or so, he was, he was with the disciples, they were with them. And then when he ascended to heaven, there was about a 10-day, 9 or 10-day span between when he went to heaven and when the Holy Spirit came down. So the interesting thing is, and I want you to remember this, this, this thought of tarrying or having to wait for the Holy Spirit to come upon us and to baptize us does not have to be very long. And I think there's this understanding that, well, you know, I'm just going to tarry and wait for the Holy Spirit for years upon years upon years upon years. I don't believe that the Holy Spirit is going to tarry that long to want to get more power in your life. And I believe even today, this morning, those who have not been baptized by the Holy Spirit will have the opportunity to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And for those that are sitting here today who already have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I believe that you will walk out of here with even a greater and a fresher and a new anointing of the Holy Spirit to walk and operate in even greater power. So this message is for everybody this morning. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty, or as a rushing mighty wind, a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. It didn't say that when the Holy Spirit came that, you know, the one section over here that was on their knees praying, they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But those over here with their eyes open and standing, no, they didn't get to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say that. It says that they all received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And can I tell you something? It didn't say whether they were young or old either. It didn't say whether they were young or old. Church, your age does not matter regarding the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There is no junior Holy Spirit. There's no like, well, there's the Holy Spirit for the kids' ministry, and then there's the Holy Spirit for the adult ministry. <laughs> not the case. So kids, if you're in here listening today, you too can be filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit this morning. It says, verse 4, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So I want you to notice something here, that they were first filled and then there was an evidence of them speaking in tongues. This morning... You are not here to receive speaking in tongues. Can I say that again? Your goal here today, my goal, is to not have you speaking in tongues today. My goal is for you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
Because when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, the evidence of it ends up being in speaking in tongues. So I don't want anybody to come up here, well, I'm just going to just start babbling and I'll just start saying words that don't make any sense. No, when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit and you begin to really yield yourself and your mind and your thoughts and your voice to him, he will begin to speak through you in a language that you don't understand, that maybe somebody else understands. It talks about sometimes you're speaking in a different language, sometimes you're speaking in a prayer language that you don't totally understand. But this morning, I want each of us to have a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. So it says, the Holy Spirit came like a rushing wind and as of fire. I love these descriptive words. You guys remember my description a couple, a couple weeks ago about the blower, about the leaf blower? Anybody remember that? So as, I, as I'm reading this, I just picture that happening again, right? There's two different examples. When the Holy Spirit is moving in power, he's moving in power like the one where you have the backpack leaf blower on, right? The one that's just, you're just blowing leaves like nobody's business. Even the wet, sticky leaves, they just, they're gone. They are moving. And then the other option is, is what, when we are hindered by lack of power, it's those who go outside, nothing against the battery-powered leaf blowers. Again, nothing. I mean, I know a Tesla goes fast. I'm not making fun of, like, you know, battery-powered stuff. But you understand, like, the leaf blower with the battery is never going to compare to the leaf blower that you strapped on the back and you started it up and then, right, wakes up the whole neighborhood. I'm talking about power in your life that wakes up the whole neighborhood. This is what God wants to do in your life. He wants to baptize you so strongly in the Holy Spirit that you are completely changed, that you're able to say and to speak the words of God, that you're able to witness as you've never been able to witness before, to be able to lay hands on people and see them healed, to pray for people, to be led in even a greater anointing. This is what he wants to go do in our lives. This is what he wants to go do in our church. Leaf blower. Think of that. Every time you hear it, think, Holy Spirit, baby. Holy Spirit, baby. And then fire. Oh, my goodness. I love this, the use of fire here. How many of you know, I mean, some of you kids probably know this, right? You learn about fire when you're growing up. But let me tell you four things that fire does. Four things that fire does, which is the four things that the baptism of the Holy Spirit wants to do on the inside of you. Number one, it purifies. Like, oh, that wasn't the one I was looking forward to hearing. You mean when the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes, he will begin to convict and just show you things in your life that need to change and stuff that needs to be refined and there'll be trials that come that you have to walk through and go through so that you can be more like Jesus? Yes. Oh, it's the one that doesn't get the amens, right? The guy ain't gonna amen that, man. But we actually want that. You actually want that. You don't want to stay in the same place anymore. You don't want to stay there. Your feet are dragging in the mud. It's time to move forward. It's time to walk through the refining fire of the Holy Spirit. The second thing about fire is that it fuels energy. The result of fire is energy. 
energy that comes off, does it not? There is energy in fire. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is saying there is an energy, a new life, a fresh anointing, a a new way just as you begin, even in your body. The Lord really begins to move and work in us. A fueling of our bodies. The next thing you know about fire is it illuminates. Fire illuminates, right? You're sitting at the campfire. You can't see a blessed thing. Somebody lights up the fire. You can see a little bit, right? How many of you go to a bonfire? How many have ever been to a bonfire? Oh, yeah. When that bonfire is going, baby, you can see a whole lot of stuff of what's going on. And I think that baptism of the Holy Spirit allows the same thing. As you are baptized with this fire, it begins to illuminate things in your life that you once before could not see. It begins to reveal things to you, show you things, lead you and guide you into things. It's a powerful, powerful thing. Then the fourth one is a fire warms. Yes, it does. Right? In, in, in early fall, you're sitting by the fire, your hands are freezing. It warms. And when I think of warmth, I think of joy. I don't mean happiness. I don't mean, oh, I'm baptized with the Holy Spirit. I just smile all the time. If that's the case, then I'm not baptized. And I know that I am, so I don't, you don't have to smile all the time. I'm not talking about happiness. I'm talking about a joy on the inside. A warmth on the inside. A knowing in your knower that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. It says they were all filled. They were all filled. What hinders you today from receiving more of the Holy Spirit in your life? What hinders you this morning? Think, well, that's not for me. Well, that's just for a few people believe the Bible we just read, it says all were filled. All were filled. I want to tell you a story about my own kind of experience with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then I'm going to have Sid and Jake come back up here, and we're just going to wait on the Holy Spirit. We're going to wait in His presence, and we're going to let Him do whatever He wants to go do in our lives. I think too often we're in a rush, like, okay, let's get baptized in the Holy Spirit right now. I'm going to come up and get prayer. Let's get this thing done. I'll start speaking in tongues, and I'll be able to get out on the road and get to lunch on time. But God doesn't work that way. We have to be ready to receive when he is going to do it, and however he wants to do it. I grew up in in a Pentecostal church. But I was not baptized in the Holy Spirit until I came to this church. And I, it was probably maybe a year or two into attending here. I was in my probably mid-20s. And I just came up and got prayer. Pastor Jim Dumont prayed for me. I didn't feel like anything happened at the moment. And his encouraging words to me were this. We prayed, you receive, and you see what God is going to go do in your life. And he said, just take the next couple mornings of your time with him and just wait on him. Just wait on him. Just ask him, Lord, fill me, fill me, fill me. 
And so I went home. We were living on West 9th Street in an apartment. And I just got on my knees every morning for three mornings. Because I remember, hey, I don't need to tarry long for this. The Bible says they didn't tarry very long. And I just got on my knees. And I said, Lord, fill me. Lord, baptize me. Lord, fill me. Lord, baptize me. Day one, ah, nothing happened. What? Okay, day two, nothing happened. Day three, Holy Spirit, boom. Hit me as I was on my knees in my living room. There, there was no one else around. There were no kids. There was nobody coming in like that. Why are you on the floor? What's the matter with you? You're crying. What happened? Can I help you? Can I get you a drink of milk? No. I'm in the presence of the Lord right now. Okay, this was before kids. I'm not saying if you have kids, you can't be baptized. I mean, the Lord will take you down right now. Right in the middle of your house. And so the Lord just hit me, and he just began to fill me. And I had sensed that the baptism of the Holy Spirit was mine. I received it, and I just began to pray, and I began to worship, and I began to then speak in tongues. It wasn't something I was trying. It wasn't something I was like trying to conjure up some kind of fake thing. It just began to be, it was just an overflow. It was just an overflow. And I'll tell you what, can I be honest? That throughout the past 20 some years or so since I was filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit, I've had periods of my life where I decided that I wasn't going to use the baptism in its full power. Come on. There'll be seasons of my life. You ask my wife, she's not here, thank goodness. She could testify. Testify of how I was living and the things I were doing. It was clear and obvious that the, I wasn't allowing the baptism of the Holy Spirit to truly transform my life. And that can happen to us. Even though we have been baptized, doesn't mean you walk in the full and the freshness and the fresh-fired anointing every single day. We have to ask for it. We have to say, receive it. And then we have to walk in it each and every day. And the Lord has just been ministering to me. You know, you kind of have these ups and downs in your spiritual journey, but hopefully the ups and downs continue to take you up. I get that. This happens. It's not a straight line straight up to, you know, complete sanctification you know, within like a week, okay? That doesn't happen. I get that. But the past couple weeks, there's been things happening in our life. There's been temptations that have come at me. There's been things that the, that the enemy is lying to me and speaking to me. And the Lord reminded me, it says, you, he said, you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, my son. Use the power that I have endued upon you and through you to, to fight that temptation, to speak against that lie. And I'll tell you what, I would start speaking in tongues against the lie. I'll tell you what, it's I couldn't even remember the lie anymore. Couldn't even remember it anymore. I'd be walking somewhere and then the enemy would remind me of a failure or of something I did in the past and I would just start praying in my prayer language and saying, you know what? <laughs> How do you capture the thought and take it captive? You've got to do something to take it captive. And when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you begin to take it captive by praying in your prayer language. And I'll tell you what, time after time after time after time, he is faithful and he does what he says he's going to go do. And I was able to beat and defeat all those temptations because of him. 
and to be able to walk in a greater anointing because of him and because of that baptism that's available to each and every one of us. You know, there was a study that was done, I think it was actually by CBS, like a, like a you know, a, a bigger news station. I almost said legit. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> I'm not making any political comments or any comments on the news, which news to watch or not watch. Uh, but th- this, was a, this was a legit study that, C- that CBS did. You could probably Google it or find it somewhere on YouTube. This was years ago. They actually were checking Christians... They, they wired them up for those who said or claimed that they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And they were looking at the brain waves and how the brain operates when you speak in a certain language. So if you're speaking English, your brain is certain, sending certain signals right to your mouth in order to speak. Do you know what they had found, which I'm not surprised? That a completely different part of your brain is in operation when you're speaking in tongues. It's a completely different portion of your brain, which means it's not the natural way that you and I think to speak in French or English or Spanish or whatever languages that we know. It is a supernatural way that God has created us and a different part of our brain is actually what brings forth this part of the language, which means you can't be thinking about it because that doesn't work that way. It just comes out of an overflow of God's goodness in our life. Amen? Sid and Jake, you're going to want to come up here. There's some, there's value in this, church. There's value in this. There's value in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's spiritual edification. It reminds us of the Spirit's indwelling presence. It stimulates our faith. It's praying God's perfect will. It gives us the ability, like I just mentioned, to keep us free from worldly contamination. Enables to pray. It enables us to pray for the unknown. When you don't know what to pray, you begin to pray in the Spirit, you are praying exactly what needs to be prayed. It's a spiritual refreshing. It's for giving thanks. And here's the one I love. When we are baptized in the Spirit and we begin to speak in other tongues, it actually, and I believe this to be true, it brings our own tongue into alignment with God. And how many of us know, oh Lord, that we all need our tongue in alignment with Jesus. So there is so much power here in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Would you stand with me this morning? I read in Acts chapter 4, as I opened the service, I want to read that scripture again here. Because we're going to take a moment, we're just going to wait on the Lord. We're just going to wait on His Holy Spirit. 
I'll probably ask Izzy or somebody to turn the lights down a little bit as we do in, during our time of worship. Bible says this. says, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. By stretching out your hand to heal, that the signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, and I'm going to pray here in a minute. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. So I'm going to say a prayer for us this morning. For those who have never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you can be today. The last time I preached on this, I believe I had a 13-year-old boy in the back receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Nobody laid hands on him. Nobody prayed for him specifically. Now in the Bible, of the four or five times it happened, like three or four of them, somebody laid hands on them. But it also happened in the Bible, and we use the Bible as our guide, that people were filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit without the laying on of hands. But if you're here today, if you're here this morning, or you're watching online, you say, today is the day that I'm ready to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Or if you're here today and you've already been baptized and you say, I want more. I want more. I want a fresh anointing. I have been walking without the power that God has available to me. I want more of that power in my life. If that's you, I'm praying for both of you today. So if that's you on either account, just reach your hands up to heaven this morning. I'm going to say a prayer, and then I just asked Sid and Jake just to help us enter into his presence this morning. And let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit is going to do. So, Father, we come to you this morning. Father, we pray, we believe that we shall receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Your word says that the Holy Spirit is a gift. That we just need to receive it. So Father, we ask you today to send your Holy Spirit power with a greater anointing onto Erie Christian Fellowship Church today. Father, we are not seeking speaking in tongues. We are seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We are seeking a fresh filling from you. Your word says your word says that if a son asks for bread that any father among you, would they give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, would he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, 
know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will you, Lord, our Heavenly Father, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So if you're out there this morning, just begin to ask. Ask for more of Him. Ask for a fresh filling, a fresh anointing. And just receive this morning. I just encourage you now, if you have already received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just begin to speak in your prayer language now. For those who are receiving even this morning, if you feel something bubbling out of you, just go ahead and open your mouth. As Sid just said, this... We're not concerned. We're not worried. We don't care what it sounds like, what it looks like. We just want more of You, Holy Spirit. More of You, Holy Spirit. Just begin to pray this morning. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father. Thank you, Lord. More of you. More of you, Holy Spirit. More of you, Holy Spirit. I would just encourage, if you're here and you feel led to come up front and just get before the throne, get before the altar, come on, guys. Today's the day. Just come up. Receive more of Him. Come on. Receive more of Him today. Thank you, Lord. You know, in order to be filled, you have to first be emptied. So, Lord, we come to you as empty vessels. Fill us this day. Fill us this day. Fill us with your overflowing love and goodness and mercy and power. Fill us today. We welcome you in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Fill us today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We wait on you, Lord. good. Just begin to thank him, church. Come on. Just begin to thank him for his goodness. Just begin to raise your hands and thank him and praise him. 
whether you're seated or standing or kneeling, just begin to praise Him. Thank Him. Thank Him for the gift. Thank Him for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Receive all He has for you this morning. All of it. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Just thank Him. Come on, just thank Him a little bit longer. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you for pouring out your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the baptism. 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 I believe this morning there are some here receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit and many receiving a fresh anointing, a fresh fire to do what God has placed before you, to carry out the work of the ministry to be a father, to be a mother, to be an employee. But also to know and understand how much He loves you. How much He loves you. Thank you, Lord. 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 I would just encourage you this week to continue to get on your knees before Him or find that chair that you go to and just ask for more of Him. This is more than just Pentecost Sunday. This is every day more of Him. Every day more of Him. And I believe some of you here today will see that evidence of speaking in tongues or maybe already have. But we don't seek the speaking in tongues. We seek the baptism. We seek the baptism. More of you, Lord. More of you. I stand on this word in Acts 10 that says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon those who heard the word. So as we were speaking this morning, I believe that the Holy Spirit has come upon many of us today. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Could stay in his presence all day, huh? Even the kids are being quiet. Holy Spirit must be here. <laughs> After two hours, if the kids are still being content, 
You know the Spirit's working. Now, I'm not saying when they aren't content, the Spirit's not working. But what I am saying is His presence was here this morning. Amen? Transforming lives. My prayer this morning was that not one person who came today would leave the same as when they came in. Not one. Not one of you. Not one of you. Which means that every single one of you that walks out through that door today has been touched by God this morning. And I believe he's moving and working in your life. I have a benediction I want to just say over you. We will have some prayer teams up here. I know it's a little bit later. I got prayer te- we'll have a couple prayer teams that can pray for you. If you just want to continue to rest in his presence, that's fine. Just stay up here. Kids, if you're, please don't run around this morning. If you're going to run around, go out in the lobby or go outside into the beautiful weather. I just ask that you just, you know, respect those who might want to dwell a little bit longer in his presence up here. And if you need prayer for anything, we'll have some prayer teams that are up here. Prayer for healing, just agreement in any way, shape, or form. They can pray with you. But let me read this benediction, and then you can be dismissed out of Hebrews 13. Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete, make you complete this morning in every good work to do his will, working in you, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever and ever. Amen and amen. You are dismissed. Again, just be respectful for those who may want to linger a little longer in his presence up here.